Unqualified would like to thank our presenting sponsor, Macy's. For over 160 years, Macy's has been known for their quality products, great prices, and trusted service. With curated fashion for the entire family and gifts for every important occasion, Macy's is your one-stop shop for all the latest trends and all your spring fashion needs. Go to Macy's.com to see just what I mean. Hey, dear listeners, today's guest is the wonderful and funny Wendy McClendon Covey, who you probably know from Reno 911, Bridesmaids, and The Goldbergs. My feelings about releasing this episode are complicated. The world has changed since Wendy and I met a few weeks ago, and the tone of our conversation doesn't match my emotional state today. It's difficult to pretend that life goes on as usual. I don't know. I'm just an actress with a podcast. I can, I don't know, tell you to wash your hands. But other than that, all I hope to offer is a little entertainment or distraction. This episode and the next will be our last in-person interviews for a while, but we will continue to podcast from home, talking with guests via Skype or FaceTime. Before we begin, I want to read a letter to Jessica, who was on our episode with Judy Greer. Jessica has recently separated from her husband of five years, and we talked about getting over her ex and how to begin again. So this is from Leah, who writes, Hi, Anna. I've been listening to your podcast as a part of my daily self-care during these crazy times. I just finished the Judy Greer episode and I wanted to comment on Jessica's call. I too married young and got separated when I was 32. I had four kids with my husband. I wouldn't trade them for the world, but I know that we had kids to try and save our marriage. So there I was, 32, single, a stay-at-home mom with four kids. That was my self-image and my identity. I unfortunately didn't have the good advice you and Judy gave to Jessica, and I fell immediately into a serious and very abusive relationship. I didn't think anyone would want me, and I felt that pressure to not be single. And so when a sweet-talking man came around and swept me off my feet, I didn't listen to the voice in my head telling me to run. Now, years later, and out of that abusive relationship, the advice I would give my younger self and to anyone navigating a divorce is seek therapy. While we might feel like we're totally fine and yes, even happy about the marriage ending, there can be years of unresolved stuff that we need to deal with. After getting out of the abusive relationship, I said no to dating for a long time. I went to therapy and I just lived. I had fun with my kids, traveled, and just enjoyed life. One day, out of the blue, I met a single dad. We took the relationship very slowly, and now I can honestly say this is the best relationship of my life. Yes, of course he is wonderful, but the difference is I get to be myself with him, and he loves me for it. That time to heal was so important to know myself again and to recognize that I am a whole, valuable, amazing person and worthy of being happy. Jessica, Anna, and Judy, and everyone else, I wish you all the happiness, love, and light the world can bring. Much love, Leah. Thank you so much, Leah, and thank you, Jessica, and thank you, dear listeners. Please help the unqualified community grow by sending us your questions, your answers, and your stories. Just go to our website, unqualified.com. And now here she is, Wendy McClendon Covey. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. 
an older brother. Okay. And he's a sociologist, and he does a lot of research on bullying. Ah. But I was thinking about how, like, you know how you perceive yourself in high school mm-hmm. and how it can be different from how other people perceive you. Mm-hmm. Did you go to your reunion? Have you gone I, went, to- I did. I went to my 10 year and I went to my 25 year, but then I, then I quit. How was that? Ex- I mean, for me, I went to my 20, it was a B plus of a night. Okay. Or maybe a B. It was a yeah. B. Okay. Maybe a B minus, which is not, you know, when you're 40, I don't want to have a B night. If yeah. I'm going to go it, out. Yeah. Especially if you're going to travel to fucking that. fucking F night. Exactly. So I can tell people about it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. A B night isn't good for anecdotes. Right. The last one I went to was probably a C minus. I didn't love it. That is very specific. Yeah. So, like, there were a couple moments. It was like, oh, that's kind of nice to see that person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of it was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I feel tired and whatever. I'm missing my shows. You miss shows. Yeah. But I was thinking about how would you have graded yourself in terms of your social experience? Well, I went to a big high school. Long Beach a High? A huge high school. Millican High School. Robert A. Millican. Not sure what he did. But he's got a high school named after him. So there are about a thousand kids in my in my in your in your class. grade. Yeah, 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 in my grade. Yeah, it was huge. So you know, we also had fraternities and sororities. Oh, they weren't sanctioned by the school, but they were there, and you would rush. No, and I wanted nothing to do with Who that. Who the fuck's organizing fraternities and sororities if it's I know. insane? I guess it's solid prep for the next step. For the next step, but you know. Whether it's college or just future rejection exactly. in general. Exactly. Setting the table for, you know, yeah. these are the asses you have to kiss in life. It's like the opposite of, you know, the whole the trend of like giving your kids an award for participating. It's, oh, yeah. You had the opposite experience. This was like beg for it. And when you were rushing, you had to wear like a little bow that indicated what sorority you were rushing. And if someone caught you without your bow, they would demand that you make them cookies or they would make you do something embarrassing in front of everybody. YMCA in the quad at lunch by yourself. <laughs> You know, and go up to different oh god seniors and, you know, so, do a freestyle rap. Like, dumb things like that. And you had to do it. Were you a part of that? I never was a part of that. I wanted nothing to do with it. And I had overprotective parents who wouldn't let me do it anyway. So that was nice. I didn't want to do it. Like, who cares? Who cares I think about that's, this I shit? I think that, though, that's a strong position for a young person. Yeah. I grew up in a really strict household, and I was allowed to do very little, but... You know, I had my friend group and we had fun and I eventually started doing popular person things. Like, like I was going to the mall? No, like I I was a cheerleader. Oh, you were okay. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, like or I was in What was your mascot? A Ram. Robert A. Milliken. So Ram. Go Rams. Or don't go Rams. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. It was fun. I did those things, but I never like went to parties. Did your parents, like, were they, like, you are home by 8.30, like, right after the game? If I was with my friends, they would extend my curfew. If I was with a boy, it was like, we'll see you at 9. How did they know? They just knew. They just knew. What do you mean? I could not get away with anything. Were you a bad liar? Are you a bad liar? I am a bad liar. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, I was so afraid that they would take one more thing away from me that I didn't want to do anything bad. Right. You know? Just 
don't take my my ballet lessons away. Like, just please don't take anything else away. But you guys but. are really close. And yes, I love a, my family. That yeah. sounds like a really, uh, it's impressive that your parents were, I have a seven-year-old uh-huh. and I have no idea what I'm going to do when he's at, like, I, I won't, I was a liar though. Okay. I'm, I'm not a great liar now, but I could lie to my parents all right, at that time, <laughs> out of absolute necessity. Okay. So I was like, I would sneak out and go to some parties and stuff. I, <gasps> I was never popular, but I do wonder, like, how it feels like an impossibility to contain a teenager in any way. Yeah. Your parents did a great know. job. But you did it. You were a sneaky girl. Did you steal the car ever? Did you? No, I never okay. did that. I was also, I'm terrified of rules and authority. Like I okay. really want to figure out how to not get caught. Okay. That is my whole strategy. How okay. do I not get caught? But I think, so. yeah, it's not a great place to live. <laughs> but... <laughs> But doesn't that give you an advantage for when your kid gets older? Like, you've kind of already done it all, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I think I'll be tired. Okay. I know I'll be tired. I'm already tired. Okay. I don't even know if I'll have the energy to say, are you lying? Yeah. Like, you lying to me? No? Great. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Uh, all right. I'll finish your homework for you. <laughs> Go. <laughs> awful um wendy thank you for being here and we were we've all been full disclosure debating on how to say your name oh mcclendon covey 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 yeah wendy mcclendon covey yeah so you married mr covey i did and then you were like i'm gonna fucking hyphenate i'm hyphenating because i'm too lazy to go and make the actual name change so if i just pin it on the back then everybody's happy By everybody, who do you mean? mean I was happy because I wasn't changing my name. My in-laws were happy because the name was there. Sure. This was before 9-11, so I could get away with, you know, just shoving it on the back. Now I have to have all my ID say that. So now I have a name no one can say. Well, let me butter you up. Oh, boy. I'm such a fucking huge fan of yours. You're so hysterical. And I just, and when I watch Reno 911, I get filled with envy because you guys are all so fucking good. And you're, you're just like this delicious delight of like sexuality and like knowledge. And I don't know. I just, I love, uh, and of course, Bridesmaids. And then I was watching some clips of... Did you produce that show with Ellen? The, oh. What's it, what's it called? Um, repeat After repeat Me. Repeat After Me. Repeat After Me. I was going to say Ready For Me. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm surprised you know about that. Well, did... but Because that kind of thing would terrify me, though, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it, on multiple levels. She asked me to do it, so I felt like, yeah, I'm going to do it, you know? But I didn't understand really what I was saying yes to. Oh, interesting. So, um, yeah, that was really fun. And I always felt really off kilter. And we, we filmed everything like one segment at a time. So I would go in one day and we'd just do one thing. So that's why I'm always wearing the same outfit. Because we just didn't know how they were going to cut it together. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> I get terrified about the idea of tricking anybody. 
I did this campaign and, and I was drinking some people and it felt so fundamental. I, like, it took everything I could to not say, listen, we're cool. Like, I, I'm yeah. just this stupid actress. I, I, like, I, I've been hired to do this thing and everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels weird. It, it feels completely weird. Uh, and the thing that was great about it, though, is that while I improvised a lot of it, her writers were also feeding me things I could say. Oh, that's And nothing nice. was ever really mean or anything. It was never supposed to be mean-spirited. Yeah. But one time, we brought in a bunch of people for a job interview, and one girl really went to pieces when she found out it wasn't real. Oh. And so to pacify her, they gave her a job on the show (laughs) for about a month. (gasps) You know, she was very adamant and... Luckily, I was not in the room for that because I would have just run screaming into the parking lot. I would have felt so bad. But don't you think there's this mis- that actors are li- are good liars or something? But it feels like they're very different things. They're I- totally different things. I get to hide behind somebody else's words. I don't have to acknowledge the idea that I'm actually lying. Or yeah, you're somebody. hiding behind a character. Yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> Your character is. Doing something. Yeah, making faces and doing things. But then the flip side of that coin is that a lot of people don't understand that either. (laughs) Like, I'm sure you have people coming up to you all the time and referencing something you've done where they're like, well, you should have done it this way. And you're like, well, that was a fictitious person. Wendy, I love you. If somebody came up to me and said, you should have done it that way, I would be like, fuck you. Would you? No. But I don't know who or you would just say, who would curl up in a ball. I just love the idea of somebody being like, "Oh, you should have delivered that line." You don't get that? No, I you get that all the what? time. Who is saying? I am always getting you? critiques. <laughs> what? Just from like Instagram or Twitter or people at Disneyland. You know what you should have done in this one thing, or I didn't like well, it when you did this. It's like, are you? insane they are clearly you are off your meds totally audacious but i think that there's like a weird extreme compliment in that okay because it means that you're inspiring like they you know what i mean like it's like oh yeah oh i love watching her oh wouldn't it be awesome if i don't know i'm trying to look at that lemonade it i like the way you spin things (laughs) okay i'm gonna ask you a series of life questions okay you can answer one word or longer whatever you want to do Okay. Okay. We're starting off easy. Okay. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, Mocha Coffee Crunch. All right. All right. Do you want to plug a brand? No, I don't. Why? What if we got a bunch of fucking free ice cream, Wendy? What if you're blowing your... McConnell's. All right. McConnell's. All right. All right. All right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What was your favorite children's book? Pippi Longstockings. I love Pippi. Fuck, man, was she She's strong? She's a badass. She was strong. Didn't she carry her horse around? She yes, she had superhuman strength, a chest full of gold, 
absentee parents and a monkey. I have to show you this picture if I could ever find it. I think in fifth grade, I was Pippi Longstockings for our, our book fair and I, my mom bent a coat hanger over my head. We braided my hair, mm-hmm. dyed it orange, and, uh, and then I had to be careful walking through doorways. I had longer hair then. But everyone when you're young, said, you could... damn, she nailed that costume. Oh, yeah. Yes, everyone except for Ryan Gervon. Oh. The fastest runner. And what's he doing now? I don't know. <laughs> okay, what was uh, your favorite toy as a child? Um, b- 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 my record player. Oh. Yeah. Books or music? Uh, music, yeah. I used to use my record player as a potter's wheel also with my Play-Doh. <laughs> That's kind of rad. <laughs> I went through many record players. Let's just say that. Okay, what did you want to be growing up? Like, let's say you're in uh-huh. third grade. What do you think your answer would have been? Third grade, I definitely wanted to be a jockey. Got out of the third grade, was too tall to be a jockey. I had a huge growth spurt in the third grade. A jockey. Mm-hmm. So was that just love of horses? Love of horses. I loved horses. A girl. What, yeah. what a, I don't know. I have some theories about why we love horses. I think that there's a sense of freedom. Okay. It's like you can imagine yourself like just riding across the range and just being like, fuck you, everybody. Like, I got this. And yeah. like the winds of my hair and no one can keep me down. Also, they're just so aesthetically pretty. And mm-hmm. they seem like they understand us. Yeah. But so a jockey. A jockey. Did you ride yes. when you were a kid? No. You were just like. No, I, I collected plastic horses. Me too. And I like the uniforms, I guess, the satin outfits. Yeah, that's not bad. Did you? So between that and disco skating, <laughs> I was um, poised to be a millionaire. <laughs> what was your experience with your first boss? My first boss, I my first real job that I punched a clock for, I was a dance teacher in like uh, as, Your as first a junior in high school, job was a dance teacher. So yes. you were not. You were a good cheerleader. I was okay. Yeah. All right. All right. This You're wasn't, saying that with this mod- wasn't a You're great dance that with studio. Confident modesty. You were a good dancer. This wasn't a great dance studio. That was I just don't... like your neighborhood recital. Long Beach Dance yeah. Studio. <laughs> what did you teach? Jazz? I taught jazz and ballet to little kids. And was your boss like cool? I think and. This was weird because she knew how long I'd been dancing. She kind of felt like I should know the lay of the land more than I did, but I didn't because I'd only been dancing about three years myself and she gave me this job. So I didn't know etiquette and like how to deal with parents. How oh to deal God. with weird You're show parents. You're a junior in high school yes. and you have to deal with parents like yeah. that are like placing all their dreams into their children. Exactly. Oh. And wanting, you know, notes sent home what? about progress and shit like that. Oh my. I've got algebra to do. God. Nope. Listen, I'm just teaching your kid how to do a Shanae turn. <laughs> so that was weird. Yeah. That wasn't a good fit. But pretty um, amazing. You know, it's all do right. you have younger siblings? Is your sister older or younger? My sister is younger but seems older. Has always been the boss of me. <laughs> okay. What is your greatest fear? Oh, greatest fear. I know. These are tough, right? I wouldn't know how to answer these. Maybe we could break it down okay. to just a fear. Just a fear. Because greatest fear, would, for most people, be just death, I think. Because then it's yeah, like, well, we, really... just, we, just, we just don't know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to die with unfinished business. Oh, And okay. I'm deathly afraid of snakes. Oh. And gators. Are? Like, how afraid? Like, like, if we had one upstairs, would you pet it? 
What are you saying? My brother got my son a boa constrictor. Please tell me you're lying to me. There's a boa constrictor upstairs? You are really scared of snakes. It's very He's very secure and he's very sweet. We don't know if it's How a long is he? Oh, he's only like three feet, if that. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a gem. Who does that to somebody? He is a somebody? gem of a snake. Who My does that? My fucking brother. Your because son needs a reptile. I told my and brother. And you get to clean the cage because that's how that goes down. Well, I don't fucking do it. Sweet Michael does it. And oh feeds like God. the snake, the pinky mice that we have to keep oh, in the freezer. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Wendy. So I sh- dead I sh- mice though. Okay, so you're not watching. No. Oh my God. But you have to like steep them. You have to steep a no. pinky mouse in a cup of hot water. <laughs> One more question. Yeah. How often does it eat? Every week. Uh, once a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, my That's my, a burden. Oh, oh That's my a God. burden for you. Oh, to no, have well, that thing in the house. Sweetly not for me because of Michael. He's but but, but um Michael. but I like I like the snakes. I like things that I like that kind of thing. I grew okay. up with a lot. But my brother was he was like part of the Herpetological Society of Seattle. So we always had snakes. We had tarantulas. We had piranhas. We had no. everything. We had everything. We had scorpions. We had uh, lizards of all kinds. Like the whole garage was just filled with this rank smell of nasty aquarium. And hang on. Yeah. And your parents were like, go ahead. You can commandeer the garage. I don't know Or, why. or did they just, they couldn't say anything about it after a while because he just sort of I've never asked. Came- them this but okay. i should wait you had piranhas yeah we had piranhas and when my brother was bringing the bag of piranhas home to put into the aquarium they started to chew through the plastic bag in the car and so yeah, yeah and so the, the, the water is starting to squirt out of this plastic bag and there's like four piranhas in this plastic bag and there's like water shooting out of the bag and it's getting all over like the back seat and we were thinking of course like what are we going to do with four Flopping piranhas in the back seat of a station wagon. I love the way you're looking at me. I'm I'm <laughs> floored. Well, you know what? I would be floored by going to Baptist church with your parents in La- <laughs> Long Beach. I, I <laughs> We all have different experiences, Wendy. You're right, you're right. I'm not judging, I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, Um, what is the fear that you had when you were younger that you no longer have? I was very afraid of the dark. That's I was I was really afraid of the dark, and I got used to sleeping with the door open and that blue glow of the TV in the other room, and now I still have to fall asleep that way, which is not good for you, P.S., but it's very relaxing for me to to see that. I think that it's the idea of, because I did something similar, but the idea that there's stuff still happening, even though, like, there's a comfort in, like, knowing that there's still activity while my brain shuts off and I, so, like, somebody's watching out somewhere. Totally. Yeah. I wonder if that's specifically, well, especially as we get older, if that's a female thing because we're taught to have fear at an early age in a different way right uh, we're taught to have fear in a different way oh, than yeah. men you uh-huh. know uh-huh. Uh, i think at least the way i was socialized but i can get into my stupid theories later <laughs> what is your favorite sick day movie um ferris bueller's day off oh that's a good one yeah Oh, I'll stop whatever I'm doing to watch that movie. I love it. Isn't that sequence in the art museum just like, it's a great fucking movie. It's so good. It's it so still good. holds up. It totally yeah. does. Okay, this is a tricky one. To whom would you like uh, most like to apologize and why? Oh, uh, 
I will never stop apologizing to my mom because playing a mom on the Goldbergs and my character is in the 80s, I now see what my mom went through with me. And even though I was a pretty good kid, I was mouthy and I shouldn't have been that way. (laughs) I, I just, I have empathy for any mom out there now. I don't know how moms do it. I don't know how any mom does it. (laughs) My mom was a working mom and she had no time for herself. I don't know when she did anything. There were no naps. You know, there was no time for my mom to do anything. But when you ask her about these things, what does she say? Well, I just, I just did it. You know, I, I needed to do it and I just did it. I hate it when my parents talk in vagaries. Yeah. Like, well, you were a great kid. And it's like, no, I wasn't, Mom. I was a fucking dick. I mean, there's definitely revisionist history. Sure. I actually, I don't think she's ever said that I was a great kid. (laughs) So maybe it's my own revisionist (laughs) history going there. All right. (laughs) So what is the trait you most dislike in yourself? Hmm. I'm impatient. About what things specifically? If, uh, and it's why I would not be a good teacher, If I tell you in very clear terms how to do something once and you don't get it, okay. Twice, you don't get it. If I have to tell you three times, what am I doing here? There's something wrong with you. Yeah. No, it's something wrong with me. I didn't explain it well, but I I get so like... I totally have your back with this. I think that I'm with you. It's like, you know, got things to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is uh, the trait you most dislike in others? Mm, rudeness to people that someone finds beneath them. And I think that we see that a lot at the way our industry is structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is frustrating to be witness to any dismissive behavior. Right. Yeah, I like that answer. Okay. What or who is the greatest love of your life? But I sort of want to stipulate that you not see your husband. Okay. Even though that okay. might be your first answer. Yeah. Greatest love of my life. It could be I would a thing. Say, okay. I would say my my grandpa. Oh, that's because he was so much fun, and he was great with was us when your we mom's were kids. Dad? My mom's dad, because we would, you know, run our little ideas past him about, oh, I have an invention, or oh, I want to play this, and oh. I want you to be this. He would never be dismissive of our ideas. You know, he would just jump right in with both feet and play with us. And so that's why we loved him so much, because he never treated us like, oh my gosh, you want to do that? Oh. I saw you talking on a talk show about when you were a kid, you would do a lot of plays, like you were always like active, and, and I was the same way. And I love it that you had somebody in your life that nurtured that. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. What a gift. What a gift. All right, fun. Grandpa. <laughs> All right. Grandpa Al. Yep. Whoop, whoop. yep. Um, okay. When are you your happiest? Or It also says when are or were, which... <laughs> Okay. Past tense feels a little guilty, but like you're never going to be the, right. the happiest you've ever been again. But tell us about a happy experience. <laughs> I love going on long car trips with my husband because I love then, that too. like, you know how when you get punchy and you're tired and everything is funny? That's when I'm the happiest. When you're just laughing at stupid shit. That is such you a know? fucking rad answer. 
Yeah. Because that means that you guys are still like fundamentally enjoying each other's company on a road trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, road trips? That's the litmus test of, of yes. a relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Where do you guys like to drive? Well, we're going to go to Big Sur very soon. Yeah? There's a couple of animal sanctuaries like out in the sticks, out like past Magic Mountain and stuff where, you know, if you just need to have a soothing day around some animals, you'll go and do that. There's a place called Wolf Connection. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Wolf Connection? No. Oh my God. That sounds awesome. I you like have a wolf. got to go. Okay, wolves. You love wolves. I love wolves. Who doesn't love wolves? Well, these are mostly high content wolf dogs that have been rescued. So like everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to have a wolf dog. I'm going to have this giant dog. It's going to be great. Well, then that giant dog eats your couch and is ready to eat your family. You know what I mean? Like you can't have them. They're illegal in California. So they have to be taken to a sanctuary and they still have very wolfy tendencies and they want to be in a pack and, you know, it's a big thing. So there's a place called Wolf Connection out there in the sticks. That's really cool. Oh my God. You have got to go. You will have your soul fed. Wolf Connection. Okay. That sounds really fun. Oh, you're just out in the Angeles forest. You're breathing clean air. You're communing with these gorgeous animals And when they howl, I'm telling you something, you feel it in your bones. You feel it in your DNA. I can't say enough about it. We went on a moonlight hike with the wolves one time. It was a trip. Nothing but the light of the moon and these wolves. That's amazing. I'm telling you. Anyway, I like road trips with my husband. I love that. (laughs) Okay. um, Have you had any near-death experiences? I was held up at gunpoint once. (laughs) That could have gone that way, but health-wise, no. Oh my God. <laughs> so moving on. Moving on. But no, I've never, um, yeah. Wait, I've never wait, died on the table or anything. Uh, <laughs> do you want, it's up to you. Do you want to elaborate on this intriguing story? Sure. I'll, I'll um, give you the Cliff Notes version. Right. I used to work at a jewelry store. I worked at a series of jewelry stores when I was in my 20s and one of them was in a mall and it was one of those corner stores that's next to an entrance so quick getaway if you wanted to rob a jewelry store this was the one to rob so three armed kids came in pointed guns at us the owner of our store took out his gun and shot and holy fuck yeah it was awful and then oh come to find out after having you know these guns pointed at us between them, they only had one bullet, so three guns, one bullet, and you know we had a fully loaded gun and whatever. And the one that got shot did die, but he didn't have to. It was just a superficial wound. He just ran and bled out. Ooh. It's terrible. Your Cliff Notes version. I was prepared for like some kind of like gentle, like, like oh. uh, but I well, didn't realize your Cliff Notes version <laughs> is condensed into just horror. One bullet, three guns, I, I one like death. Back a, back like, a what? Yeah, yeah fuck. Yeah. Lots of nightmares after Shit. that. <laughs> fuck, Wendy. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, what single thing would improve the quality of your life? Uh, what single thing would improve the quality of my life? I would have no idea how to um, answer that. I guess if I had more energy to enjoy my free time. That's a great answer. You know, but right yes. now I feel like I am just living between naps. I guess in everybody's industry now, there is that feeling of like, you have to be proactive. So there is a level of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. There isn't any job security. So for right. sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I... No, you hit the nail right on the head. You're like, no, you got to be sowing seeds all the time. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had a vacation in five years. You're going to go to Big Sur. Yeah. Visit the wolves. <laughs> no, you're right. Come on. You told me you're right. You're, you're going to Big Sur soon. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be filming up there. You're right. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, just chilling. I my love hubs. that. Um, okay. Who would you invite to your dream dinner party, but only make it two people? Two people. I know. It's a tough one. I wouldn't want to answer that either. Actually, that's not true. I was trying to think okay. the other day about the absurd times I was starstruck. Mm -hmm. One was with Mike, the situation from Jersey Shore. I felt myself what? trembling. Yes. What? Did you ever see Jersey Shore? Oh, I, know I know you like. I know, I know exactly you like, who you're talking about. I know about. you like reality TV. I know. <laughs> and I, I know love exactly that about who you. you're talking about. I'm. I was. He gave you the trembles. Totally. I was like, I can't go. I can't go. I can't. I can't. I can't wait, 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 really? Should I? Should I? Should I? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I can. All right. Okay. Just be cool. All right. Hey. But what do you say, wow. Mike? Oh man, you're <gasps> like. I, I don't know. It just took me by surprise. There I was. Anyway, so... Was it pheromones? What was it about no, his particular I swagger think, that got you? I think that it was swagger. I don't know if I would phrase it quite like that, okay. but I think that there was the mystique of reality stars okay. that feels different than how I get starstruck with actors. That's interesting. No, I've never... I've not felt that yet. I, I haven't met anyone that I... They feel... That I cower... They feel mystical okay. because it's like, are you really putting your whole... I mean, as I'm doing a podcast where I like to think I'm fairly open and honest, at least as open and on... I'm as open and honest to my audience as I am to myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. but anyway, reality stars. But wait, so wait, let's get back to you, Wendy. Okay. Dinner party. Dinner party. Well, here's something weird. Thanks to 23andMe, I have a first cousin that has reached out that I've never met. I would like to meet him. Where is this person? This person is you in the Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. Are you wary? I was, but my dad vetted him because he reached out to like all of us that were on 23andMe. And, you know, this is a legit story. We know that someone was put up for adoption and blah, blah, blah. And I would like to meet him. That's awesome. So, I think that's great. Yeah. And then as far as famous people... 
I've always wanted to meet Quincy Jones. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I love, like, he's an American sure. treasure. Sure. Like, his music uh, um, is uh, fantastic. Like, I would count at least three of the albums he's been a part of as my top five. So, like, three of those spots are re- reserved for him. All right. So, so anyway. Yeah. So, we got Quincy and the Cousin. Quincy and the Cousin. <laughs> um, what do you consider your greatest achievement? My greatest achievement would be that I did make a career in a profession that I was actively discouraged from even pursuing. And I've never once asked for money. I've never, like, I, I did it. I, I'm, I'm a responsible adult and I am an actor. <laughs> I love that answer. Because you know? that is massive. Because it is so difficult. Yeah. And like those years of like rejection and to still like, you know, persevere and to, especially my parents weirdly were very encouraging. Really? To the point where I was like, mom, dad, this is not practical. I'm quitting acting. I'm not going to make it. And I remember them being disappointed. And, uh, you know, they had two kids. I was the younger one. They were just like, oh, let this little one just fly away. She looks so good just prancing around or whatever in my headgear. (laughs) 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 With my brother, they were like, you need to make money. You need to figure out what your profession is. You know, where's your life going? With me, they were like, oh, let's take you to that audition at that theater in the mountains or whatever. Look at that. It was huge for me to have that kind of support. But I did quit acting in college because I realized that it just didn't seem feasible, whatever. And then eventually it was like, well, maybe I'll audition for this commercial and make a couple hundred bucks, whatever. But but I love your answer, though, about because it is, it's almost like how you teach yourself to be courageous and like stepping up to the plate and performing and not knowing if people are going to be happy with the way the line is like coming out of your mouth or mm-hmm. and the rejection whatever but i think that it's amazing to pursue a dream and to mm-hmm. see it and your parents must be thrilled now they are now yeah yeah, yeah. they That's weren't good. for a long time but they it was so outside of their comfort zone they just didn't have any reference points you know and then as as far as like just doing anything that's a dream? The hell is that? They dreams? No, no, no. You squash those. <laughs> the minute you move your graduation tassel across your cap, you know, for high school, dreams, goodbye. Yeah. We don't yep. need them. Yeah. <laughs> My mom is like, I just want you to play Amelia Earhart. The world needs to know that you are also a dramatic actor. That's what I have had like poisoning my brain for 43 years now like you are magnificent you can do it all like why doesn't the town i'm like i i'm i'm I'm, uh, what like do you want to play amelia earhart do you have a burden in your heart for that story to come out we Well, I love your parents. I think they're great. Yep. I love that kind of encouragement. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or, but do they do they ever say, I'm sure they don't say this now, but when you were starting out, well, I wish you'd been in it more. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, don't yeah. say that, people. Yeah. Like, the support, especially as I got older, becomes incredibly embarrassing in a different way than it was as a teenager. My mom will be like, you are just the best actor you are just so 
good. She'll say this to me while I'm on speakerphone, while they're having a dinner party, and she's kind of tipsy. Oh. So it's like, oh, Ani's calling. Oh, hey, say hi to everybody. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, hey, everybody. Oh, well, that's all awesome. Beef Wellington. Great. Okay, well, I'll see you guys. I'll call you tomorrow. My mom will be like, oh, Ani, no, 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 no. I just need you to know that you are so good. You, and I'm like, all right, thanks, mom. <laughs> Which is it's How fucking cute. amazing yeah. to hear that from your parents. Yeah, and I feel so fortunate. But there is there in is. front of everybody. It's a well, little yeah. It feels a little. I mean, what do you say? Yeah, thanks, mom. I know. <laughs> you said that last time. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> working at it, mom. Got at mom. least. 40 more years. Take you to the Oscars when I win. Mom. <laughs> okay. Aww. How would you like to be remembered? Well, I hope... Oh, how do I phrase this? I hope people remember me as being, like, generous of spirit, maybe. Yeah. Like, or encouraging. Or I just hope people don't remember me as being a, a huge bummer. <laughs> Wendy, you brought something weird. I, I love this. So I like crap and I have a lot of weird stuff in my house because, you know, I'm not, I don't live in a chic house. It's just a normal house and, you know, you can't ruin anything in my house. Yeah. You know, I like to be surrounded by things that make me laugh, okay, or put me in a good mood. And so this stupid pillow I that I have, it. it's Chewbacca writing on the back of a chipmunk. Um, it's so well done. Oh, yeah. And there's a tension in the image that's very... Wait, what's the tension? Is this world nervous? Well, look at this. Are these Nazis? Oh. I don't know, but uh. they're fighting. Is this just someone's fever dream? Or is this from the actual... From a movie? I don't know. But it makes me laugh when I look at it. Well, and my cats that's... like to sit on it, so... Do you ever think that there's a correlation between Chewie riding a squirrel... And how you wanted to be a jockey riding a horse? You just blew my mind. <laughs> That's right. You didn't know you oh were my coming God. in for psychoanalysis with therapists. Excuse me. I'm, I'm calling my therapist <laughs> and he is fired. You just like to ride. I, yes. Ride in the face of danger. Damn it. Damn it. You nailed it. You are so qualified. It's not even funny. Well, anyway, that's my something weird. I really and, love it yeah. though, and I and it's, I'm envious. It's actually, so dumb. I, I'm worried mm. that if I touch it, I will just keep it, which would be rude. And I guess a pillow fight on but a podcast didn't... is not good. Good listening. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. But you didn't bring like a gift for me or anything. Oh shit! I mean, that's cool. Well, it's cool. Just, you know what? Everybody does. But um... I hope you <laughs> hope you want a half empty uh, Listerine spritzer. <laughs> I, uh, you know. <laughs> Listerine spritzer? Yeah. Look. Is it? Hold Listerine spritzer? It's, it's, like, it's like macing oh. yourself in the mouth. I truly, I was imagining like a new product that was like a, like a seltzer water. Oh, that, had that a, would be like, refreshing. Listerine in it. So you drink your Listerine. It feels like there's a sanit sanitary quality to that idea in this day and age. You know what? You're going to say that and people are going to start. Putting Listerine in their... They're going to be making are they gonna spritzers blame me? because of the virus. Well, they should. They can do that, but are they, is it going to come back to me? Is the, No. Maybe if you... Well, 
don't I guess I guess you should edit this podcast. <laughs> okay, now okay, I want you to read some dialogue lines. They're kind of clichés from every movie you've ever seen. Okay. And you don't know the context. So okay. I just because imagine that you're auditioning for something but it's so top secret that we can't give you a script, we can't tell you the title. Okay. We can't like even tell you who's involved. So that's like every audition for a film that's happening right now. <laughs> Show up, be prepared, but we can't give you any information. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, this is your audition. Okay. So just let's start from the first line. Okay. What are you doing here? Oh, I like that. That means like you weren't happy to see that person. No, I wasn't. Can you give like a little bit more bitch out? Because I really liked that take. I like that interpretation, yeah. What are you doing here? Oh, good. That was like cheerleader judgmental. (laughs) Uh, let's go on to line number two. You've got to be kidding. I like that. That had like whimsy to it. But let's imagine that somebody's trying to detonate a bomb, okay. but they're not doing it well. Okay. So maybe a little more urgency. Okay. You've got to be kidding. Good. Good. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure this is a good idea? Okay, but imagine that your IQ level is like significantly lower. Okay. Are you sure this is a good idea? <laughs> I love that your take was you went lower. Well, I went lower with my voice to indicate a lower IQ. I like that. Thank you. Let's do line number four, please. I think he's dead. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sticking by that one, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to redo it. Good. Okay. Next. Yeah. Uh, okay. Line number okay. five, please. Oh, that's rich. Oh, why am I not surprised? (laughs) Oh, God, could you imagine? Who has ever uttered those words? Clearly somebody who's not surprised. Yeah. But they're surprised that they're not surprised. Someone who's so jaded that they they need you to know it. Yeah. Yeah. But they also are surprised at themselves by being not surprised. When it's like, if you're the kind of person who says that, you clearly are used to being not surprised and probably the people around you are adjusted to you saying something like that (laughs) because you're that kind of person that would say something over and over again like that it's like oh i can't even think of a good alternative to that line (laughs) okay let's go to line number seven are we on seven six seven tell my wife and kids i love them oh that was good that was moving thank you okay Okay. let me set up the scenario yeah yeah you're not dying I'm you are getting on a boat uh-huh. to the Galapagos Islands. Okay. And you have to study. You're on some kind mm. of sabbatical thing where you're going to be there for like three years. Okay. Studying a dragon. So I'll see them again. Yeah. Theoretically. But it's going okay. to be a while. <gasps> Tell my wife and kids I love them. Oh, that's good. That, there was also like an undercurrent of fuck you to whoever. Well, look, I, I wouldn't be going on this journey if they were nicer to me. If I didn't think this being with, you know. Mama, 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 don't go. I don't want you to go to Galapagos. I just, why do you need to see the dragon? If you had picked up your room, this wouldn't be happening. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, but you you know what? You're doing important work. Okay, so let's do this next line. Mm Mm-hmm. You just don't get it, do you? That was perfect. See, that's me being impatient. That's me, you know, my worst quality. But I've, I've explained that... something, and I and now I'm irritated. Okay, but would you say that 
to like your husband or to like a PA or because I don't know yeah, who would I say that to? I wouldn't say it out loud to right. anybody. You're just thinking. Yeah, I would think it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Just don't get it, do you? Yes. <sighs> I'm just an actress in Hollywood, and I need my shit. Yeah. And if you don't get it, then you can go fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One wedge of lemon in my iced tea. Yeah. I'm not asking for a That's, whole fucking orange grove or lemon grove. Fucking right. Just one. Who doesn't have lemon? Who doesn't have lemon and who doesn't know how to fucking zest? I just want one lemon slice, a couple of zest strips, and that's fucking it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Next one. I have a bad feeling about this. Ooh, that sucked. That no. sucked. Well, well, let me, should I give you a little thing? Yeah, give me, give me a criticism. Right. No, 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 not a criticism. Mm. I just want to give you a scenario. All right, so let's say you're in the middle of the woods, it's dark. Let's say it's around 2 a.m., your car broke down. Uh-huh. But you found a cabin that has a lantern in the window. Okay. And your uh-huh. husband or whatever is like, hey, well, we should check out that thing. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Come on, hon. Let's just do it. There's a lantern. I have a bad feeling about this. Babe, there's a lantern. Come on. How can we just walk up? I'm sure, like, this probably happens to them, but, like, all the time. I'm sure it's a nice old couple. They're in the woods. Whatever. Mm, I have a bad feeling about this. No, babe, come on. Like, I'm sure they're just seeking solitude from civilization. Babe, it's fine. Come on. Let's go knock on this door. You've convinced me. You love me, don't you, babe? <laughs> okay. It's quiet. Too quiet. <laughs> Perfect. Next line. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. So, Wendy, we're going to call somebody who has a question for us. Okay. And uh, I pride myself on giving very unqualified advice. Okay. We're calling Liz. Okay. Hello? Hi, Liz. It's Anna Ferris. Oh, hi. I am here with Wendy McClendon-Covey. Thank you for writing in. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me on. So, tell us what's going on. So, I'm a single mom. I'm 31. I work full-time. I have three kids, three, six, and ten, and um, I've been separated from my husband now for about four years, and 
we're good friends and I'm really close with his family. And I recently found out that he has a girlfriend. And so um, very territorially, I told him that I knew and I said, well, I have to meet her if she's ever going to meet my kids. And he said, okay, when? So I'm like, okay, this is happening. So, so now I put myself in this position where you know, obviously I need to meet this woman because if she's ever going to be around my kids, I need to know and trust her. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm like, hmm, I, don't, I don't know what to say to her. Like, I don't know what words should come out of her mouth. <laughs> Liz, I love it in your letter that you said that you Googled what to say. I love it that you did that. <laughs> Absolutely. I Googled it. I YouTubed it. And I thought, Anna Ferris will know. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, Liz, <laughs> be prepared for disappointment. <laughs> um, okay, so, um, so is there a date on the books? Oh, no. No, I, uh, I don't know when. He's not in town, is he? No, he's moving back. He's been working across the country now for about a year, but he's moving back probably in the next month. So this will happen in like the next month or so, I assume. And how long has he been with this girl? I have no idea. Okay. I really don't know. This has been like, I found out like maybe a month ago. How, how did you find out? Do you mind my asking? Did he tell you? No, his family told me and I had an inkling, but yeah, his family told me and then I, I let him know that I, that I knew. And so he's moving back and she's moving with him? She lives here. So they're, you know, they're buying a house together when he moves back. So obviously she's going to be in my kid's life one way or another. I have two answers, two different variations. One is incredibly childish and the other one is probably a better solution. <laughs> and maybe okay. Wendy maybe Wendy has some ideas too. Okay. But there's definitely the path you could take of like, you know, um investigating her and and feeling like, oh man, when like when you do meet her, is she younger or whatever, is she pretty or like how we spin ourselves out in that realm. But I think that I don't know. I'm sure Liz, you probably already you're a single mom with three probably gorgeous children. You're doing a fucking amazing job. So I think that, you know, the wise answer would be to just be super open and friendly. And, you know, like in an industry where it's so easy to be consumed by jealousy, I think that <laughs> this is how I combat my jealousy. And it, it's very effective for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm jealous of somebody or somebody makes me feel insecure, even if it's irrational, even if they have no intention of doing it, I find myself feeling very liberated if I give compliments. And I know that it's like a silly basic thing. But when you do meet this woman, like there's a liberation in it because because people are disarmed and it makes you feel lighter. So I would focus on, like, as opposed to coming from the angle of, like, is this woman going to be a good influence on my kids? I would go at it, like, how do we make sure that everyone is, is as peaceful as they can be? I think that would be what I would recommend because if your ex is serious with this woman, then she'll be a part of your lives. And so how do, how do we minimize the stress on you? And I think that like generosity of spirit that will give you a sense of like, all right, all right, she's cool. Or, you know, or, or like it'll make you feel better inside. I think that's at least been my personal experience. Wendy, do you have anything more to say? I thought what I said was brilliant. I, it was brilliant. And, um, <laughs> and so you don't want your husband back. 
correct? This is not one of those things. No. Okay. We're not romantic. We're friends. This is just how we parent the best, how we get along the best is just, you know, being friends. So there you go. All you need to say to this woman is, look, just so you know, I'm not going to be in your business all the time, okay? All I need from you is that my rules have to be your rules when it comes to my kids, okay? We're Mm -hmm. Mm co-parenting together. We've got to stick to a calendar so that no one's the bad guy. No one's, you know, making plans that interfere with someone else's plans. And other than Mm -hmm. that, you know, nobody wants to have problems, I'm assuming. So let's just do that and we can all be cool with each other. But Liz, I totally understand that it's so easy to say this stuff. P.S. I have no children, so I've got all the answers, Liz. (laughs) It's easier said than done, I know, I know. But Liz, when, you know, Chris and Catherine and Michael and I all got together, we live very close to each other. And we see, you know, we have a child and, and of course it's like, even though I'm in love, like, of course, there's that thing of like, oh, my God, well, Catherine is young and beautiful and like and so smart and so kind and like graceful. And I was terrified. And now I'm really proud, actually, of the way we've kind of handled things, because I think that we're looking out for each other in this weird world of scrutiny, but also because Jack is the biggest priority as well. And they're also really fucking cool. And life is short. I don't want to live with like any kind of pit of resentment. I want to learn from my mistakes. I want to accept like the various heartbreaks I've had over the years. I want to attempt to, because I just find myself happier if I live with a degree of generosity. Is that helpful in any way? Absolutely. Because, you know, I watched you be, you were graceful in welcoming her, you know, and I want to be like that. You know, I've maintained a great relationship with him. I've been through a custody war before with my oldest and a previous relationship. So I know the hell that that is, you know, and I'm really close with his family. You know, my family isn't out here with me. So like, this is my family and I am gonna, you know, I'm gonna be graceful and welcoming. Liz, I think you're totally doing the right thing. I do think it's interesting that you're really close with his family, but I wouldn't actually explore asking if they like her, but have they given you an indication if they like her or not? I've only heard good things. And so, you know, I assume she's going to be great. Oh, that that's good because that means that they're not trying to manipulate you. But I am human and sure. yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little reluctant to actually like meet her. But you're right. It will probably ease tension when you just finally say hello. Even the fact that you can vocalize these things, I think, shows a tremendous amount of strength and generosity. You know, just the fact that you're not critical of her or your ex, that just shows a huge degree of consideration that you're even asking, like, like this makes me nervous. How do I approach this? I think that that's, in and of itself, is huge. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm trying it's true. to be, because, you know, no one's doing anything wrong. We've been apart four years. It's totally, everyone deserves love and happiness. Yeah. I think they... This is an area, I think, anytime you're meeting an ex's new partner, there is sort of that, it can't help but feel loaded, you know? I mean, like, anytime you kind of see somebody that when you're in a different point in your relationship, especially it must be interesting that since he's been gone, 
for a minute. So I totally understand why, for a lot of reasons, that, that this would be like anxiety inducing. But I think it will only be incredibly beneficial if you are like the awesome ex. <laughs> that sounds terrible, doesn't it? But I think it's great. And it's great for the kids. And I know that you guys have been separated for four years. So it's not like it's a big transition for you right now. But mm -hmm. that you're single with three kids and he's on the East Coast or wherever he is and with a new girlfriend. I can understand how those circumstances just on the page make it feel like your worlds are very much apart. And then when you guys do meet, it'll probably, it'll probably, it'll, there'll probably be some pauses in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids' happiness and your happiness, those are your priorities. And so how you can figure out a way to make sure that you are feeling positive. In my experience, that's truly been through learning to love somebody that feels like society is like, no, I don't know if you should love that person. You should be jealous of that person. You know, taking a proactive choice, I think will make you feel better. It made me feel better. Right. No, I want to walk in love and acceptance and, you know, I want to be awesome. Yeah. In this like awkward situation, <laughs> you know, I, it's hard for me to hide my feelings. You know, I'm very honest and non-confrontational. So I know I will, you know, I will be nice, obviously. Of course you will. And also, though, there's always the comparison element, right? Like how we compare our relationships and our friendships and our work relationships and everything. We do it naturally as humans, but it's important to reflect, I think, a bit on that comparison element right because she's not going to replace me and no. that's what everyone is you know telling me that's right and she may be fun for a minute and maybe she'll be fun for 40 years but and this was of comfort to me even before any I think someone started telling me this when Jack was first born they were saying like there's no one like their mama. Because I remember feeling so guilty about, like, I don't know what to do as a parent for a newborn, mm -hmm. but I am the mommy. And that will always be that special, special bond. You know, he complains about me, my son, but I also know that he always snuggles up to me when he's in need. And I'm sure your kids are the same way. Yeah, no, I just, I know that they will know the sacrifice. I mean, they see me every day and the sacrifice I make every day for them. Like, so oh, I will take solace, you know, in the fact that, yeah, I'm, I'm mom. You're, you're the mom. And, yeah. And it's okay to, you know, meet other people who could potentially be in their life. It's okay. And I just don't know why it is struck a nerve with me. So strange. Oh, no, it's not strange at all. Liz, I hope this comforts you how I emphatically I say that. <laughs> Because I think this is something so many people go through. Of course, it's jarring. It's another way of alerting you to how your lives are moving on. Mm -hmm. And like any surprise is jarring. It, it would be weird if you were like, yeah, cool. I'll meet her. That would be odd. Mm -hmm. What's wonderful is that I know that a lot of our listeners will connect with this because with or without kids, meeting an ex's new partner, it's just a jarring deal. Totally. I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. Thank you. You're amazing too. Yeah, you, you inspired me with how 
strong you were in that. I know you're in the public eye, but you're also a human. And, you know, I'm going through the exact same thing. Um, and I hope other people listening who might be going through that too can, you know, not feel so isolated in single motherhood and welcoming in a new kind of like, not a motherly figure yet, but, you know, maybe one day a stepmom. I don't know. So, yeah, no, definitely not going to stick in the like comparison headspace. There's no point in thinking about the relationship because it's so long ago and there's no point. Our goal is to co-parent, be friends, and close to this family. I want to keep it that way and they want to keep it and everyone wants to be friendly. So really, I'm the only one who just kind of needs to get over it and just accept it. What you just said is so noble and incredible, but I also don't want you to beat yourself up for having like thoughts of jealousy at all because that that is 100% natural. But I do think that like the goal is to be like, I'm, I'm going to take this on as like as bravely as possible. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, like I said, like even asking the question, but please know, Liz, that that I've totally gone through a, a gamut of these things. And I so appreciate you being open with it. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having this space for people like me to kind of, you know, we always have to, as moms, put our feelings aside sometimes and just, you know, do what needs to be done. And be a big person but this space kind of creates in this community like creates you know us to share that we're here too we have emotions too I'm human and of course I'm going to be nice and welcoming and graceful all the things I want to be to be awesome but I'm human and it did affect me and yeah I guess I'm just coping with this with you know I'm finding solace in this you know in family and community and church and you know God sees and Everyone, at the end of the day, we all deserve to be happy. And, you know, what's the point, like you said, in being, like, miserable about this? This is not my life. I need to focus on loving myself, loving my life, loving my kids. Don't worry about what they're up to. Just worry that they're going to be a good influence for the kids as well. And that's okay to let them have the opportunity to do that when it's always just been kind of like my territory, you know? Liz, you are so much wiser than I am. I, I kind of, like, I got chills when you were talking about the idea of community and space and because that has been a goal of ours and I love it that you feel safe talking to us even though it's like sort of an exposing environment i just i can't thank you enough truly thank you for opening your your story up and and know that you're not alone but thank you i think everything will go so well i think they will too thank you so much Anna. thank you liz hey wendy do you have a joke you can tell us Okay, so here's my joke. What do Winnie the Pooh and Attila the Hun have in common? Um, is, is it something with honey or? Their middle name, the. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wendy, thank you again for being here. Would you like to borrow our snake? <laughs> <laughs>